0: Thank you for coming out. Welcome. My name is Dubs Weinblatt. My pronouns are they, them, theirs, and I'm so excited to be here for our fifth season of the Thank You For Coming Out podcast. In 2015, I founded the Queer Improv Show, Thank You For Coming Out, or TIFCO as we call it, and it is now one of the longest running queer improv shows in New York City. During that show, our storytellers would share their coming out stories, and then our improvisers would bring them to life. Our podcast is a little different. We still have a storyteller share their stories, but instead of folks improvising, we talk about them. And I am so super excited about my guest here with me today. Lauren Gilbo, she, her, is an actress, creator, and entrepreneur working and living in Los Angeles. She was recently featured throughout season one of Showtime's award-winning docu-series Couples Therapy, a life-changing experience that revealed how huge the impact of authentic trans representation on TV can have on the world, especially in the unscripted space. Lauren, Welcome. Stubbs, so good to see you and good to be here on the podcast. Yeah, it's really good to see you. It's like should we share our origin story of how we met? <laughs> I think you should. I think so. Okay, so time frame, September 2022. I was hanging out in Vancouver yeah, Vancouver. No, yeah, yeah Vancouver. So. <laughs> yeah, I was in Vancouver. I was like, oh, wait, where was I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and my friend Lauren and her partner were watching couples therapy, and they, and they both were like, we should watch this. And I started, so we watched it, and I was like, who's Lauren? So I, sl- I slid into your DMs. You did. Right and in there. I just was like, well, and I also had seen that you were already following Thank You for Coming Out. So I was mm-hmm. like, so there's already some recognition there. And- okay. I, yeah, we'll connect. And then I was, and then I had, I didn't realize that he had already moved to LA. So, but then when I did, I was like, I'm actually coming to LA tomorrow. Do you want to get coffee? And the rest is history.
1: That was so perfect. We went on a yeah. lovely stroll, saw some art, had some coffee, you know. Yeah. Classic. It was classic. We, ac- we also like stared at chickens for a really yeah, long time. Yeah, that's right. That was, um, that was at the like museum yeah like you had all those chickens out there. that was lovely that
0: was lovely, and it's it's uh just to like take in art and take in a new friend that. uh it was in in the like Los Angeles gorgeous weather. it was so cool
1: it was it was really magic. it was so nice that that worked out timing wise and I was free, and you were free and look now we're here, and now we're here. I love oh. that
0: um okay, so what well, we all have multiple coming out stories. We have multiple coming into ourselves stories. Mm-hmm. And I would love for you to share one of those moments with us
1: today. Lovely. I'd love to. Yay. Dang. Where can I exactly start? Um, so, you know, I grew up in Austin, Texas, um, you know, born in the mid 80s. Um, you know, Austin at that time was actually a pretty small town. Um, you know, at a young age, I knew there was something you know different with my gender identity but you know being in texas at that time hadn't really heard the word transgender it wasn't really even being used back then there were other words um and you know hid for a long time you know shoved that stuff down and then um kind of went along with my life like being the best that i think you know what i was handed you know i i Played football in high school I graduated from the University of Texas and like built a lovely little you know life for myself. I married my high school sweetheart started a company um a consult a technology consulting company and then in my mid twenties like around twenty five I just got to this place where i started you know i was t- in a basically a twelve year relationship since like I was fifteen and uh we were starting to talk about having kids. And it kind of got to the point where I was imagining my life, like continuing down that path and knowing I, I, I can't do this. And after, you know, meeting a fantastic therapist, who was actually one of the first trans people that I spent any real time with, a woman named Paula Bowles, um, really, you know, came into to myself as a trans woman, understanding that this was, the path I was going to head down and you know started figuring out like how am I going to come out and start this process, you know, to everybody in my life. Because at this point, no one had any idea. Um, and so I started coming out and one of I think the, you know, I'm a I'm a businesswoman. I uh, love business. I've been a salesperson and executive for a long time. And back then I was uh, running sales for my own consultancy. I was the head of sales there. And I had this weird process that I kind of had to do where I had basically um, built these sales, these relationships with these companies that, you know, for years. And I had like 50 or so clients that were all like chief technology officers, chief information officers, typically cis men, heterosexual men um, that were all my clients. So I, you know, I did my family, my, my, my ex, which kind of ended the relationship, unfortunately. Um, and friends, and was working through that, but then, like I had this interesting experience at work since I was so customer facing and like the face of the company where i had to, I put together basically a spreadsheet of all of these clients, reached out to every one of them, and on a one on one basis did exactly what we're doing today but this is you know back in twenty eleven you know Laverne Cox hadn't hit the cover of Times back then. People, most people had never met a trans person or didn't know they had met a trans person. And like the experience just wasn't known. So I had this, these wild conversations with these men about, you know, hey, here's what's going on. Here's, you know, what's about to happen. Here's my new pronouns. You're, you know, when I come back from Christmas, I'm going to look different and I'm going to be presenting different and like get ready for this. And that was terrifying. That was so scary to do those calls. Cause I think every time I was just like, Oh my God, like, how is this going to go? And you know, I had the wildest experience where just wasn't a problem. Like I just did not have a problem with any single one of those people. And it shocked me to be honest. I I thought it was going to be filled with, um, a lot of issues and like discrimination and all kinds of stuff. But I actually had these really beautiful moments that have shaped the way that I navigate the world now where I had a lot of people reach out to me after having that conversation and either just say, Hey, I just wanted to like regroup on this and be like, I'm like so proud of you and so like supportive. Like I've got three daughters and like you go girl kind of thing. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And then I had this one guy who reached out to me and wrote me this really lovely letter and was like, hey, I was really confused when you were coming out to me. I didn't know why you were telling me something so personal to yourself and why that was like necessary in a business relationship. And then I sat back and I put myself in your shoes and I thought, Oh my God, her name's going to change. Her pronouns are going to change. Her appearance is going to change. She actually has to do this. And he's like, I suddenly like understand at least a small part of your experience that I never would have before. And so I had this really like beautiful, I, I felt privilege um, of being the first trans person that like, especially like most of these men had had any kind of interaction with and they got to like experience a coming out like with me and have this humanization of knowing someone for years in a very professional context and then navigating that together. Um, It was, it was kind of remarkable Mm -hmm. and it really kind of showed me Like what it means to be visible, like what it means to if you can like be that way where you can can provide context and provide like a humanization of what it means to be trans for others. And it was terrifying at the time. But as I look back on it, I'm like, wow, that really kind of set me up and set me on a path of being like an out loud and proud advocate of trans people in general, of myself as a trans woman in business, as I moved to New York and like started working in high growth technology companies and in boardrooms, like it, um, it really changed my life and and took me on a path that I, I really had no idea I was about to go down.
0: Wow. Thank you for sharing that with us. I'm um, were you so um I have questions as I I love as I, questions as I do. I love questions. <laughs> Amazing. So were you in so you went to UT and then were you still living in Texas when you were married?
1: I was. I was still living in Austin uh at that point. Um yeah, when I came out. So I was coming out to everybody in person at that time. And then all my like business contacts was, was pretty much, you know, all via zoom.
0: Wow. Um, I was like a little bit on the edge of my seat. Oh, wait, like, cause I didn't know where it was going to go of like yeah. how people were going to respond. I, know. I mean, I think because for like, it is important to, for, for folks listening, the context of like the timing of like 2011 really was a not that long ago but in the in the like trans conversation like public conversation that was you know things have changed so much in the last decade Unbelievable, um, yeah so like I I came out as trans I think it was like it was 2014 and even yeah. then um I didn't know any, I didn't even know the words non-binary or genderqueer. I only knew binary trans yep. identities. And so even then it was like, oh, I don't know. I'm like figuring this out, <laughs> grasping at straws. Um, and so like, that is an important piece of context, I think for folks to really h- hold onto of like, tr- like trekking into this unknown of like, Because truly like being the first trans person or out trans person or or putting it together is a big, is like a, is a real thing that happens. Like I have been that person for a lot of people. Yep. And it's, it's a responsibility whether we want it or not. It
1: It is because you're, you're that first access point. And I think like. What I grounded myself in, which is sometimes not easy to do and especially not all that easy to do now with the way things are, is like grounding myself in grace Mm -hmm. and compassion and that this is a new thing not only for me, but for all these others that are in my circle and if I can approach this with that sense of compassion, if I have it in me to do that, and it's not my responsibility to educate, like, just to be clear, right? I don't view that as, but it's something that I choose to do. Like, I started thinking of, like, the impact back then, and like, you know, I talked to one of these people, you know, maybe like one of these CIOs or whatever, and maybe their kid comes out a couple years later. And, or a friend of theirs is talking about going through something with their family or comes out like they're more equipped and I help make it by being visible and by being gracious and kind and myself, like I end up having the, the ability to potentially make it easier on the next person that has to navigate this. Yeah. Cause it was such a different time back then. hmm Like I'm, I've been looking a lot on like, I've been watching like the TikTok community, like the trans community on TikTok, like flourish since the beginning of the pandemic. And this like connection that I've really never seen at such scale in our community. And I think back to back then, like the only ways I knew or knew of trans people were like kind of very hidden underground online forums, password protected like names that you kind of couldn't tell what it is um it was very underground and I actually went to I think one of the last you ever heard of southern comfort conference
0: no I haven't Mm -mm.
1: it's like an old long-standing trans conference Mm. and it was basically a place that like once a year it was in uh, it was in Atlanta the year I went I think it was in Atlanta most of the times And basically they rented out a whole hotel, like a Hyatt or Hilton or something like that. And it was trans women, trans men. I didn't, I don't, non-binary wasn't really in the conversation, but I'm sure, you know, non-binary people were all around us at the time. And it was, I went there for um, a week and it was really kind of, for me, that was a, not a test, but a like, um, checking in. Like this is before I like fully decided to like move forward with transition to let my you know wife at the time know that this is where I'm headed, and I went and for the first time in my life, I was surrounded by trans people. I had you know just like all of these like tall goddess women and these like handsome short kings like walking around <laughs> this place and I'm like, what is this world kind of thing and just amazing like how far we've come in certain ways, but how that like visibility and that expansion of us has also kind of led to, I think, kind of where we're at today.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: does that, does this conference still exist? I'm not sure. I think i looked, looked it up recently and I I, I didn't see any like recent dates, okay. but it was an experience. That's where I met my surgeon like back then, that's kind of like a way you could do it. Like all of the surgeons would be there. Not that surgery is everybody's path, but like, that was a piece that I needed to explore and understand for myself. And like, literally like a conference, we had our little badges and we'd sit down in like an audience and they would like go through their procedures and like what it would be like. There were like, um, things about how to like, dress and navigate the corporate world as a trans person there were just all kinds of really interesting like informative sessions it was a trip
0: wow I would love to do that it's reminding me of a, of a few cool. scenes did you ever watch the show transparent oh yeah when maura goes to like mrs Ari's be mitzvah weekend yep uh and goes to what sounds like something very similar to what you're describing of like oh exactly a, a, a conference of sorts
1: (laughs) to exactly that was it oh oh, okay great (laughs) I mean I don't think it was Southern Comfort Conference but that's that's the that's the The idea kind of vibe there were I think like three or four back then that had been long running in different parts of the country and Mm. a a person I had met had gone to Southern Comfort before and I went with her and like had this amazing experience and it was it was what helped me realize like I can do this I'm not alone. There are others like me. There are paths forward and there is like an intense support in our community that I think is like breathtakingly beautiful.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, that's just the the power of community is so strong and it's so incredible to know like you're not alone and that someone has, 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 you know, been down this path before me, you, us, you know, and, and, that w- that you and I and other trans people who who choose to be visible and mm-hmm. educators are clearing the path and continue to clear the paths and keep keep clearing the path of possibility and of what it is, you know, to be able to live authentically. Even though you know, right now, it is like you you, you alluded to it of just like how uh, just like what what's happening in the country right now um, with all this anti trans legislation and rhetoric and hate it's really really overwhelming
1: deeply I was actually reflecting on this like just last night like you know and I was thinking back as we were like you know kind of prepping for this I was thinking back to 10 years ago and like where there were you know no news articles about trans people we were just never mentioned at all And then, you know, that changed, like, for me, you know, like, six months into my transition, Laverne hits the cover of Times, Caitlin ends up coming out, for better or worse. (laughs) And, and, like, we suddenly, like, start being, like, seen. And there was such, like, a power to that, such a momentum. And now we're seeing, like, this moment where we're so incredibly visible. Where, like, I literally just went to Google News yesterday and typed in trans, and was just like, curious, because I I keep up to date all the time. But I was like, you know, what does this like, look like in whole? And I just, it's just page after page after page of just like articles from the same day, Mm. from all kinds of sources. And like, it's, you know, either trans people are under attack, here's what's going on, here's how to help or trans people are villains. And we're like, contributing to the moral decay of society and this small like, tiny portion of the population is the cause of all of America's problems and is the focus of our government somehow like yeah what are you crazy
0: yeah it's pretty it's pretty bonkers and it's I'm I am really trying to like just you know things come in cycles and I'm waiting for this cycle to end but it is I remember when when uh after Trump was out and Biden came in, I, I literally cried like relief of like, okay, like Trump is gone. I can breathe easy finally. And now it's like infinitely, it feels to me at least infinitely worse (laughs) like than it was. It it um, absolutely is. Yeah. And it's just, um, so, so, all of which is to say, I'm just ready for this cycle to be over. Um, but like, it, I, I'm envisioning like, it's like, a, it's a tornado, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it is leaving so much destruction and it's going to be gone hopefully soon, but there's so much damage that's been done.
1: And it like, this is the final, like, like thrashing that's yeah. happening. This like, this like friction between like, accepting that we are real, that we have been around forever yeah like since the dawn of time like we have been there and it's this it's this non-acceptance of that being reality and at one point there's just gonna there's, there's nothing else to say like there's no debate yeah We're here and we deserve respect and we deserve equal rights and we deserve all the opportunities that everybody else in this world has and they're gonna lose like yeah. they're going to lose. It's, it's a time game. This next generation coming up, they're so much more queer and our population is growing in a way because of, you know, us all coming out and being visible and seeing examples of who you can be and that it's okay. And that there's ways forward and they just, they can't stop it. So now they're just using us as pawns. Yeah. Game, I mean, really dangerous game
0: really really dangerous um so i i i, I want to like talk about this idea of what it means to be visible and mm-hmm. so so i i'll do that by using uh your experience on on couples therapy just uh-huh. um so if for folks who are listening who don't know what that show is uh do you mind just giving a very quick like one line two yeah. line of what what it is and then if you want to share um Maybe just like what it felt like being so visible, not only just visible as a trans person on TV in general, but unscripted, like you're on a reality show Mm -hmm. in therapy, which is, you know, how most of us think like the most intimate, private conversations we have are with our therapist. And so you, but, and you did that publicly. So Uh, I, I just assigned you a lot of tasks.
1: You did. You did. It's gonna be a journey. Are you ready, Dubs? I am ready. Okay, great. <laughs> um, so a, a little bit about the show for those like that that don't know. It's um a prestige docuseries um on Showtime. And what it does is every season it follows four couples um from New York, as uh, what they've done so far. I think we're they're on they're finishing up season three, or season three has just aired the second half of it. And each set of couples, you know, goes through... They're all navigating different things. And each couple goes through 20 weeks of couples therapy with this, like, award-winning, world-class therapist, Orna Gorolnik. And all of that therapy is recorded. And it's recorded in a really beautiful way. I'll tell you kind of about logistics around it. And the whole goal of that show was really to allow people who haven't experienced therapy to kind of demystify what it's like behind the door, like what therapy actually is, what couples therapy can and can't do and to help normalize like relationship dynamics and problems and, and, and issues that all of us have and show that like people aren't alone. Like we're all navigating our past traumas, we're navigating our generational traumas. We're navigating like our dynamics, things that just don't work in a relationship. And I think it it really, you know, as a whole made, I think people feel less alone and see themselves in the dynamics of these couples being literally, I think as vulnerable as you could possibly be on television. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I cannot think of anything more like, open up your heart like to the world than doing something like that. So um, I'm trying to think of, um, so yeah, I, I, you know, it was like 2018 when, um, when I did, when I signed up to, to do the show, my partner and I at the time were fighting. We had some friction around timing on when we were going to have a baby Um, I was married to, um, uh, an AFAB non-binary, uh, person who was, was not out in that way at that point in time. And, um, they were going to carry, we were going to use my sperm that I had, um, I had saved and we had a big conflict. And like, when we were going to do this, I, I wasn't ready. They were, they had to have a baby like very quickly all of a sudden. And so that was what we were really navigating, and it was so interesting. I um, I didn't apply for this. Like it ended up coming about that a friend of ours knew we were looking for a couples therapist. We had not found a strong couples therapist and we, um, they sent the casting call to my ex and my ex brought it up to me. And at the time I'm like running a sales team for um, a really like amazing HR culture software company in New York. My life is going fantastic. And I'm like, no, no way. I, why would I show my therapy like to the world? And I had seen, right, like the only trans representation on unscripted reality television to that point that I had seen was pretty horrific. Mm-hmm. I had seen how trans people were treated. And I was like, no way. And so I said no. And then another friend sent the casting notice to my ex and brought it up again. And I was like, I don't want to do it. And then another person sent it to them wow. and they believe in the power of threes. So they applied without me knowing. Mm. And we got a call from the producers like an hour after we did that, didn't know it was going to be on Showtime or anything like that. Um, But they told us a little bit more about the project. I'm like, I'm open to talking, let's talk. And then when I got to know really the team that was doing it, My producer was a queer woman and really connected and felt like safe and held. I kind of, when I was making my decision, I was like, you know, I have an opportunity to, A, get world-class therapy for free. That was kind of part of the show. Work through something with my relationship. And I thought more importantly to myself, I can suddenly be like a trans person that's thriving in this world that is like making it that has like moved to New York and has built this new life for herself. And I think a dynamic, we just hadn't really seen a lot of on television. And I was like, you know, I don't have to do this. I don't feel like I'm responsible to do this, but gosh, this is a real opportunity to put myself out there, to be vulnerable and to, to be that. And so I said, yes. And, um, we started in the process and dubs. It was wild. It was such a crazy journey because what a lot of people don't know, if you've ever watched that show besides B roll and stuff like around our homes and stuff, we never saw cameras ever. They did. You can look at this up online, but they built this entire therapist office like in a soundstage, and basically hid cameras all around, like the square office on the outsides, where like we couldn't see, like to us, the ceiling, it was literally an exact replica of a therapist's office with a waiting room and everything. And they used like two way um, glass that looked like wallpaper to hide like these big movie cameras and wow. create a very cinematic feel to it. And when you watch couples therapy, a lot of people at first think it's acting. I've had people reach out to me and be like, you are the most amazing actress I've ever seen in my life. And then like, they'll watch a few more episodes and they'll reach back out and be like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Like, that was real. I had no idea. Like, I, I thought that was amazing. And they're like, well, amazing for like being so vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and it was it was kind of a weird experience. We would get picked up you know, I get picked up in my office by like a car, like a black car or something and taken to the soundstage in Greenpoint where my like partner at the time would be there. And we'd just go in and do our therapy. And while I was doing it, you know, you kind of like forget that you're doing a show. You just kind of get into this habit of each week, going back, seeing Orna, like navigating issues. You're dealing with your your shit. And then when it was over, It was all filmed. I think that's when it started to get a little spooky. Like that's when it started to feel like, oh my God, like I, I don't know how they're going to edit this. I don't know how they're going to cut this together. You know, I trust them, but like, how is this going to go for me? Like, what are they going to, what story are they going to choose to tell with those 20 weeks of therapy? Because there's a lot you navigate during that time. And I had this, I went on vacation before it came out and I was like, you know what? I, I want to go away. I went to Greece and I was hanging out in Greece for a little bit. And then all of a sudden I got this, like, I was going to come back in a couple of days and the show was going to air. And I got this like alert that like for the New York times about like couples therapy and I pull it up and on the front page or not front page, but like, like on a the entertainment page or whatever it was like there's this huge picture of myself and my ex like on the couch in the New York times. And I was like, okay, I need to be prepared for what this is going to like be like for what the world's about to see. And I remember watching it for the first time, my ex and I watched it together, which was another weird experience. Like being able to watch your therapy. Yeah. Showtime. Yeah. Strange, 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 strange. And so we we watched it together. We basically like, you know, um, binged it, watched it all. It was intense to say the least, like watching it and like bringing all that back up. But like overall, once I watched it, I felt like a huge relief of knowing, okay, that's the story. It felt very truthful They didn't like edit anything in a way that wasn't the way it actually went. Mm. I thought like we both felt like we were portrayed and seen in the way that we were, except for one thing. There's a moment when you see my cat yams in our apartment, Mm -hmm. and for some reason they dub in a meow that's not hers, which just killed me. That is so funny. (laughs) I like pick her up. And then there's this meow that I'm instantly like, that's not my cat. (laughs) Like, why did you, why did you have that in there? That is so interesting and weird. But besides yams, that was, it was, it was, it was very truthful. And then, you know, I had friends and family and people that are like watching it, like reaching out. And suddenly I started to have these weird experiences, um, talking about visibility Yeah. Where I would be out in a grocery store in New York, walking around, just picking up my groceries. And I'd notice, you know, some people like looking over at me and like talking to someone and as a trans person, right. The first thing that goes in my head is like, oh my God, they're clocking me. They're like saying shit or whatever. Am I safe? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Okay. It's going to be okay. Kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I started to have people like come up to me and be like, Oh my god, you're Lauren from couples therapy and it's like yeah and like I didn't know what the reaction was going to be and overwhelmingly I had and it was overwhelmingly cis heterosexual people which I thought was such a fascinating um byproduct of this show not being a queer focused show. It's just a yeah. very diverse cast and all of these like cis heterosexual people started to come up to me and be like Oh my god, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for being so vulnerable. I saw things in my relationship, in my life that you were going through. And I got to understand more about like what your experience is in life and there was this moment where it clicked that like doing that, being so vulnerable in that way talking about things that like really weren't really tied all that much to my trans experience. Like obviously a lot of it is, especially when we talking about babies and relationships and stuff, but like just normal relationship dynamics, people who had no context around like trans people in, in our lives were able to connect with me and to care for me and to know me as a human being. And people were just like, it shook me. Thank you for doing that. And that's when it clicked, like, for me, like, oh, my God, like, unscripted, like, specifically, I think, has this beautiful power to be used for good or evil, Mm -hmm. in a way, right? Like, the way we see actual humans versus, like, scripted, where you can have beautiful stories told, you, like, feel emotions, but you know that's an actor, But to like see a day-to-day human and then to see them like out in the world, like living their life, there was something really juicy and powerful about that, that just hit me in my gut. Like, wow, that's, that's the way that's, that's, that's a way that I can be impactful in this world.
0: Wow. That's everything from a replica studio, a replica therapist office, which is, yeah, I wondered like is it intimidating to have cameras in your face, but it sounds like you did not have cameras in your face. Um, I, I was supposed to be part of a documentary that ended up not, yeah, kind of falling apart. But I, I remember thinking when it first started filming of like, and that, in this case, there like, the camera was in my face. And so, and I was like, well, I'm never going to get totally vulnerable because I have this reminder, but even with the camera there, after a while at least for me i like got i felt worn down or not worn down but just you know you get you get used to anything that's yeah. around and i just there were moments when i was like okay if when if and when this ever goes public is like this is a like, major it was me having conversations with my parents that were like very very intimate vulnerable conversations about transness and yeah. family dynamics that in a in a typical world wouldn't want anyone to be in on because it was so private but there exactly. was a camera there and it yeah. and it just it just happened but um so it's I think it's it's amazing that you have put yourself uh like in the in the in the what's like I don't know like the limelight is the way, I don't know in in yes. re- invisibility world I don't know in the
1: conversation in the
0: conversation so Okay. So, so after you have people approaching you and it's mostly cis straight people, which is, um, which is shocking. I'm curious, I'm curious, like what maybe like the trans reception has been? Like, what have you heard? Do people reach out to you? Are people great? Like, tell me, tell me a little bit about that.
1: All the time. And I think I have, I have trans people reaching out to me. I have got so much, so many parents, Mm. parents or aunts and uncles of, of trans kids. And they'll reach out and just be like, thank you. Thank you for like showing me like a potential future for my kid, like Mm -hmm. for helping like demystify certain things. And from the trans community, I think it's overwhelmingly been like, thank you for putting yourself out there for being like a person who's composed and like who had the privilege of like having a great education and like is you know i'm a i'm i'm a professional like salesperson and business executive so like i have a presence that like i just i think allows for a really interesting um experience for people who you know have not navigated like with trans people in those kinds of like roles and careers and Honestly it's been like the privilege of my life to so far to have like done that and 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 been a part of it and been just a small tiny piece of trans representation in media and starting to like move that narrative um which I think we've we've done in a lot of ways but we've got just so much so much to go
0: so much to go and um I want to lift up something you said earlier and then something that you also just Brought up right now, which is um highlighting trans people who are thriving. Mm-hmm. I feel like so much um of the conversation is about our suffering and our trauma and our, you know, the hardships of what it is to be trans. And I make it my goal as much as I can is to we we have to honor all of that, of course. But and where's the joy like i've never been happier in my life right. now that i'm like an out trans like i'm like thrilled to be trans yeah. and like why do we talk about that <laughs> so i love that you keep bringing that up is is like having this opportunity to be a thriving trans person in the media is rare i mean it's less rare now but it's still
1: pretty it's, rare it's, it's pretty rare like, yeah so it's, it's you, can, you can you can count on if a couple of hands like It's, it's not, it's not much like in, in like traditional media, especially like shows and television, you know, on, on social media, we see it a lot more obviously now, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm so with you on, on leaning into joy. And like, there is that like acknowledgement of like, so many aren't, you know, experiencing that because of external factors, because of the way society treats us. These days, and there's so much we're dealing with, and there is so much like trauma and like drama around the experience. Yeah. And I think we've seen, you know, television in a lot of ways and media focus on the early parts of transition, on the the, the difficult journey of ripping down who you were pretending to be, mm-hmm. who you were hiding behind, and start to do the difficult hard work of rebuilding yourself of relearning who you are of learning how you navigate the world and relationships and your family and people. And it's, it's overwhelming. Like the beginning of the process is it's not easy. It's, and there's, and there's a, I think there's a beauty to that in a way that like trans people I know that have made it through that first part, and have really stepped into their lives and found what they're passionate about and have like become very like comfortable and in love with their trans identity. Like that to me is this next stage of the representation that we need a lot more of yeah. in the media and helping like get away from this obsession of like trauma mm-hmm. and 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 loss. And instead be like, what are you gain? Like Mm -hmm. our perspectives are so nuanced and like deep and intricate. And I I don't think people have gone, haven't gone through the experience really don't understand what it's like to do that much work on yourself in here. Yeah. That much listening to yourself and soul searching and understanding I just, I think we have just this beautiful perspective and experience that, you know, I I hope we get to share more of in a joyous way.
0: Perfectly beautifully put. It's, I think about that so much of just the perspective that trans people, most trans people gain from that hard work that you're talking about of- I say most only because I I hate like all or nothings um because there's always yeah. going to be an exception um it's right. <laughs> always except I don't know why I say always there's an exception I don't know anyways
1: um and I don't know if you're picking up a leaf blower on your end they're I think coming right by my door right now oh I don't hear it at all you hear it at all okay nope. great if you don't hear it I'm good okay great
0: um I thought that was like a metaphor for something and I was like
1: oh yeah. a leaf blower <gasps> for my life a I was metaphor. like.
0: I don't know. <laughs> You're waiting um, for a little nugget. You're like yeah little, yeah I was like was hey, um. <laughs>
1: tell you about the leaf blower <laughs> right
0: <laughs> um I was like is that is that like the trans whistleblower <laughs> um, <laughs> um but just thinking about um like how, how you're describing like how hard and important that that internal work is and I remember just the first 28 9 years of my life i like i hated looking in the mirror like literally and figuratively because yeah. it just was so painful and hard to not see myself reflected yeah and i remember there was one night um i but this was before i got sober i was really drunk and i just remember like sitting and looking in the mirror and sobbing and this was also before i was out to anybody yeah. except for myself and i just was yeah. like i felt so defeated and sad and scared and lonely of like this is this is life but how is this life this isn't fair this is terrible like I'm miserable and it took for me and I know this is for so many trans people so much courage to everything that you're saying is like you know to do that hard work and navigate those conversations and It sounds like, you know, you coming out to the majority of the people in your life was a a generally positive experience and same for me. Yeah. Same for me. Really fortunate, but that's not everyone's experience. And there is, there can be so much loss. Um, But I, I do think that you're right. Like we need to, we keep talking about it because it's, people are still living that every day but yeah. what, but what's next? But wh- what about the, the euphoria, the joy, the, like, yeah. now I don't stop staring at the mirror. I have a mirror right behind my computer. Cause I'm I, like, I will not stop looking at myself. <laughs> no, we didn't get to see
1: ourselves for like a big chunk of our lives. Yeah. Oh my God. I resonate with that. And I, you know, most of us do, right. It's like, yeah. Catch myself like, the, the thing that hits me is I'm like, when I'm like walking down the street, especially like in a city that like, I don't live, I'm on vacation or something. And there's like a big glass plane or something. And I look over and I'm just like, oh my God, I cannot <laughs> believe, like, I cannot believe I am me. Like I, wow, that's, that's who I am now. That's, that's, that's what I did for myself that's who I became because I followed my truth because I listened to myself. And that joy on my face is what I get to look at every day. Yeah. Like what a privilege.
0: What a, what a privilege. privilege. I, I, I can't believe I get to be me is such a, like, you know, I think of that every day I'm like, but like, not in a conceited way and like a, a, like a, 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 like very basic, you know, just like, human moment of I get to be instead of which I think I I would have gone on a limb here and think that cis people maybe can't fathom what we're talking about because they don't they haven't had to do the same I'm not saying cis people don't do work and they don't work on themselves it's not the same kind of work that we have to do to to undo to redo to find ourselves in the in an in you know it's It's just, I'm speechless. I can't know what else to say.
1: (laughs) You know, know, like we, as, you know, a lot of us as, as adults or young adults or whatever age that you like transition, if it's not like early on, like you get to like have experienced, you know, a, a big chunk of life in a totally different way and get to really examine all of those experiences and be like what was authentic like what what do i what do i take with me to this next stage and i think there is such like a like a demarcation line between like you know who you who you were and and who you are now and you get to design that you get to really think about that and 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 change in miraculous ways it's it's like a that you know the the concept of going into the cocoon as an adult and like being in that, like they talk about, like 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 uh, caterpillars, how they like become goo, like inside of that cocoon, there's like no form to it, and then like you emerge, like as a butterfly, you emerge as something completely different, but also the same. Like it's it's, it's magic. It's magic.
0: It really is magic, and it's magic, and. Uh, something else that I'm I'm like thinking about is like the intention behind it. Like mm-hmm. we are, I'll, I guess I'll speak for myself. I, I am. As I am, as I am listening to myself and I'm making the choices of like top surgery and hormones yep. and name and pronoun, like it's all done with such intention that yep. it's like, I get to, li- I get to be more present in the changes in my life in a way that I think, a lot most people cis people like really don't get to experience because it's they're just kind of like going through the motions mm-hmm. and for me I just feel so grateful that I get to like every week when I do my t-shot I'm like I'm actively choosing this um this self-care this moment of joy this health care like this all of this it's and it's I have a gratitude for like what it is to show up for myself in a way that I'm really great like grateful gratitude you know it's just like to be present for it is like it's really it's such a gift
1: it, it truly is i mean it's I, I think it's you know being trans becomes like a big part of your personality for a lot of us mm-hmm. and there's a reason for that right like it, it it it's it is it is a spiritual experience yeah it is unlike anything else on this planet And it's, it's, it's indescribable, like truly, like you can use words, but like to really understand it. I think very few people outside of our community can can truly grasp what that's like, Mm -hmm. and what impact that has on a human being.
0: Yeah. Well, I could talk about this for
1: days, Um,
0: (laughs) but I do, I do want to know, like, so you were thriving in New York city, but then you, you picked your life up and you moved it to LA.
1: Yeah, Why? You know, so like if you watch couples therapy, um, the last like moment you see of me, um, was a, a pandemic. Shot. So we shot a pandemic special. So when the pandemic hit, I was still in Brooklyn. Um, I was living there when everything went down. And that was intense. Mm -hmm. That was intense. That was that was very intense. And talk about like, you know, putting a relationship that had already been difficult and putting it in that kind of a pressure cooker was pretty brutal and intense. And so my ex and I had actually left Brooklyn. And moved upstate for a short period of time. So we were um, in upstate New York. And like the last thing that you see like of us on the show, we had moved there. We were, you know, really focusing on, you know, our relationship and building a family and kind of like starting to like start this new life and think of a new way of potentially living. We lived in the upper Hudson Valley <clears throat> up there. And then our relationship crumbled. Like it, it, it fully finally fell apart. The last straws, like, were broken. I say a straw broke. No, it breaks your back, right? Mm-hmm. The last pieces yeah. of straw, I guess, were put on my back and broke it. <laughs> yeah, and it fell apart. And this world that I was imagining for myself, like with this partner, just evaporated. And that was the second time in my life that that has happened. Mm-hmm. And, um that was devastating that was absolutely devastating i um went through a dark night of the soul like trying to figure out like what is this next stage and like experienced quite a bit of like despair and like oh my god not again kind of thing yeah. And I had been thriving and my career got disrupted because of the pandemic. And like a lot of the work that I was doing, I got laid off from a company I was at, this big opportunity that i had had right before the pandemic. I was like going to run this New York office, this really cool technology company out of Seattle. And then that just crumbled at the same time, my relationship crumbled. Mm-hmm. And it was just all of the things that I was, I think, trying to do and, and build were for a life that kind of no longer existed or wasn't really ever going to exist. Yeah. As I came to terms with that, I started doing, I think kind of a similar thing to what you do. I think in early transition where I started to do a lot of journaling and a lot of, of deep thinking on like, what do I want to do for the rest of my life now? Now I'm single, New York as I knew it at the time was gone like a lot of my community had like, you know, fled the city and, and gone to different places. So I was alone in upstate New York in like a 300 person like town. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to stay here by myself. And uh, I really decided, you know what, like this thing I did with couples therapy was one of the most like impactful things that has happened in my life. It's one of the things I'm most proud of. And I really enjoyed the experience and had gotten to do um, I did a really beautiful commercial Sam and I did um, for uh, Mercedes Benz. Like after couples therapy went, I liked the process of being on camera. And I I really loved the impact that I had being like a very visible trans person person on the big screen, you know, on on big networks. And I decided, you know what, I want to restart my life. I want to go do something different and um, I'm going to just move to LA and I'm going to try and find my place in the entertainment industry. And so I packed up my bags. I, I had an old Jeep Cherokee and I packed it like full of all my stuff. I road tripped across the country with my best friend in the world and made it out to LA and I had nothing out here. I really knew nobody. I had no community, no connections, and like once again, I'm just at this start, fresh starting point where I can redesign and say what is what does this next stage look like, and like where I've gotten to is, you know, my goal is really to tell our stories, to tell those stories of joy, to show people who we are in scripted and unscripted, and so I've been like training uh, as an actress. I've been I'm in a, a, a conservatory program right now that I've been in for um, the last like year and a half. I'm um, been taking comedy classes. I've been um, getting enmeshed in the um, trans community out here in LA that is at the forefront of like pushing TV and film and entertainment forward and kind of all aspects on screen behind the screen, like in the executive rooms. And I have found like my people out here. I have found community and I've got this amazing group of trans creators that are out here all, you know, putting themselves up front for that, like representation for, for moving us forward and for the art and for the joy of it. And so I've found an incredible amount of joy learning how to act of like going from being like, you know, an executive to you know, spending an hour in class pretending I'm a penguin. And like (laughs) navigating this like crazy world of, you know, what it means to be a performer in that way.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: At the same time, I've been um, developing a variety of unscripted television shows. And I actually have like two of them. I can't mention anything about them yet, um, but I hope you'll hear some about them in the very near future. Um, But they've received like really incredible reception from production companies and like huge media brands that I think not only see that, like what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to tell those stories of joy. I'm trying to show people who are thriving. I'm really focusing on kind of after the like initial piece, like where do we go from here and what do our, what do our lives look like? Uh in reality, like who do we date? How do we date? Like, what do we do for work? Like, how like what what does that what does that amount to? So I have some really beautiful shows that hopefully will be, you know, on the air sometime in the near future that are some are focused on the dolls, on trans women, others focused on the general trans community. Um, and I'm just I'm I'm thrilled with what's been happening so far. Like as I've been out here doing this and finding some some really interesting pathways to tell stories that haven't been told before in ways that I think are going to be accessible and interesting and sexy and fun and exciting um, to not only our community, but to, like, the general population, which is, I think, where I differ, I think, from some people. Like, I've been thinking about this and looking at a lot of, like, especially unscripted, it's a lot of like education, right? It's a lot of vitamins and people hate taking their vitamins. No one wants to be like taught in that way. Like that's, I don't think that's how we move it forward. So I've been thinking about, you know, how do I create these like bacon wrapped hot dogs that (laughs) I stick a vitamin in and give America what America wants and give us some fun reality shows that we should have had all this time that we didn't get access to. And we weren't really a part of, and yeah, so that's, that's what I'm out here doing. Having a good time in LA.
0: Wow. That's amazing. I love just hearing, you know, this, you know, you're you're you packed up your car and you just drove and you, you knew no one. And now you're again, this, like you're thriving, you have communities and it's just, Incredible. Just absolutely incredible. And I'm so excited and happy for you. And I said this when we were hanging out, but I'm, I'm saying it again, if you ever uh, like need support, want help, anything, I'm happy to, to be a support because I think the work that you're doing is so important. And I want to help lift it however I can.
1: I will absolutely reach out when I have something. Amazing. I depend on my community and I've learned to and I think we all need to learn to like, listen when people offer things like that. We're so much stronger together. We're so much stronger together. We're a small piece of this like world, but we are like a mighty and like resilient and like unbelievably like connected group. And there's so much power and influence that we can like make in this world if we do support each other in this way. So yeah. much appreciated.
0: Absolutely. It
1: goes the same on this end. Thank you. Of um course.
0: okay so i don't want to but have to move us into our lightning round of questions um oh, the first few seasons they were the questions were either or binary questions okay. and i got lots of feedback that my questions should be less binary so okay. they're all open-ended but they're for right. fun and but answer as quickly as you can okay. um what's the name of your superhero alter ego
1: oh my god um Superhero, alter ego, um, let's say boardroom doll. Ooh, love it. Right? Where
0: where is your favorite place to think? Um, in bed. Uh, who is an influential queer person in your life? And it could be someone here, dead, alive, nowhere, I don't know, your favorite person.
1: Mm. Queer person, a favorite queer person or someone that's influential, honestly, it's my best friend. It's my best friend, Tess. She, she, yeah, my best friend, Tess.
0: Beautiful. A song that you can listen to on repeat forever.
1: Oh, uh, honestly, flowers right now, like it's over and over. Mm, I can't stop. Who sings it? Miley Cyrus.
0: Okay, great. Oh, yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. So I'm still trying to figure out how to ask this question, but a lot of states have proposed don't say gay bills. So to counter that, how do you say gay? Gay. (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) Where do you find joy?
1: Everywhere. I love that.
0: And one either or that I could not get rid of bagels or donuts. Ooh, donuts. Oh,
1: interesting. I know. I spent a lot of time in New York and the New Yorkers are going to get me on that.
0: Yeah, this New Yorker.
1: And we love donuts and I'm talking about yeasty soft squishy donuts they have them in California it's California Texas that kind of donut glaze just plain mm. classic donut holes donut holes are good
0: um, Lauren this has been so lovely I'm so happy yeah. we got to connect again and thank you for coming out
1: <laughs> thank you for coming
0: out <laughs> with pleasure
1: thank you for coming out